Do, 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 do you queer, 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 what I queer, do you queer, what I queer? This is Dick Wick. Hi, Tom. Hi, Elliot. How are you? I'm amazing. How season are you? Season three. Season three. Season three. Season three. Season three. Season three is always um, the best season Ooh. of any of my favorite TV shows. Can I hear a few of them? Sure. In Buffy, it's like the the most well done season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> full of lots of specifics. <laughs> I love how many receipts you have. Every episode is a good episode. And there's the only season in Buffy that that happens in. I, you can stop there because I'm fine with just comparing ourselves to Buffy. S- similarly, uh, okay, yeah. Unless you have another one. Well, I was going to say Gilmore Girls <laughs> and really complete my whiteness drinking this Chardonnay. And I also love that we're like a strong female-led show. Right. As well, like just yeah. like those two that you that mm-hmm. you named. So it's perfect. <laughs> Welcome to season three. Welcome everyone to Do You Queer What I Queer's third season. We're delighted to have you. Are you delighted to have us? Hardcore waiting. <laughs> if you are, just it. say yes out loud right now. Whisper yes into the microphone. We can hear you. Trust us. <laughs> We live in a surveillance. Wait, do they state. all have microphones? Like, it, like on their headphones. I'm assuming. Like oh, into the little microphone part. Got it. Um. So we are. Do you queer? What I queer? Yes, we are. Our acronym is Dickwick. Dickwick. You might hear us refer to ourselves as Dickwick. Dickwick. More frequently, it's D Y Q W I Q. That's good spelling. Thank you. I'm a speller. So, welcome <laughs> to spelling bee portion of this podcast. Speaking of Elliot being a speller. I just wanted to point out that we had quite a long hiatus, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You studious academic slut. Thanks for bringing this up. Yes, mm-hmm. um, we had not projected to have a six-month hiatus. No. Although um, I was going through the first year of my PhD and things got a little bit hairy, not in the way that I like. Dr. Ganache. Dr. Ganache over here. So I... <laughs> Took a little break, and we can't thank you all enough for your patience and for your support in this time. And we're so fucking excited to show you what this six months has we're brought. We're so excited because we did some work. We're ready for season three, the best of all seasons. We are prepped. We are bleached. We are douched. Season three, <laughs> let me pee. Yeah, thank you so much, Tom. Season three, let us be. No, uh, no. Season three, uh, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready after this? Can we go on another six-month hiatus? Season three, plant a tree. Perfect. Climate change is real. Ontario government. Yeah, listen up. Oh, actually, that's another good segue. Please. (laughs) Um, We need to talk about our our political views a little bit. Oh, thank you for bringing this up. Because there's a really fun new um, uh, announcement that Dickwick has to make. Yay! Which is that we're sponsoring... Um, a queer-friendly Toronto soccer league. Amazing. This summer. It starts in a few weeks. I will be on that team. What's the name of the soccer league? Uh, it's called Downtown Soccer Toronto. Perfect. And it's... Um, yeah, I've been a part of the league for about five or six years. I've been on the executive board for the last two. And... Um, I'm ready to share my queerness, but uh, I do have some reservations mm-hmm. about that because obviously we're a very loud, uh, some might say radical podcast. Yeah. Some of our views are, some might say extreme, and some of our language is vulgar. Yes. And I'm really happy you brought this up because I think it's important that people know that 
Um, we are a guest-based show. Um, not every episode do we have a guest, but most of the time. And just as a disclaimer right now is that we, the views of our guests are our guests and our views are our views. And we don't assume to adopt anyone else's views or even push our views on the people that come on. And yes. I think it's important to note that just to us being really outspoken and aggressive. Uh, we don't expect everyone to agree with our politic. And in fact, we hope that you don't. Yeah. Because what we're doing in this, um, it's almost kind of a rhetorical device, although we are radical ourselves <laughs> in our daily life. Maybe. But we want to like, invite... We could be more radical. Like, we we're definitely not could. Radical. And we want to invite a, a conversation and a discourse with this. So we're kind of going in mm-hmm. 130%. So that, there, so that we get a response. Yeah, exactly. We say ridiculous things to poke... To poke bears, exactly. specifically gay bears. Yeah, we're campy and yeah. uh, loud and aggressive. And like this is just kind of a, a disclaimer right off the top to say that uh, we want to talk politics and not not in like the boring straight person sense, but we want to talk <laughs> like the, the daily politics of queer lives and we want to invite a discussion. So that's a good, I have another, I, I'm just going to like keep rolling down this hill of segues. Yeah, please. Um, you did say you were talking about straight politics. We... Make fun of straight people a lot. Yes. On this podcast. And we should. I'm happy we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to explain why, like, what what the reason behind that? Yeah, a reason and also another disclaimer with that. Like, we, I think going forward, I think we really want to invite a conversation with the queer community, but also beyond. And I don't want to be a queer show only for queer people. Yeah. It's obviously important that queer people have media to consume. And, like, we are, at the end of the day, like... we're a queer podcast um but i really want to invite like a critical conversation beyond the queer community with with the straight community and beyond and i want the show to be for everyone in that sense Mm -hmm. and so us making fun of straight people is kind of like if you're offended by that then you should probably check yourself because queer people have been so oppressed at the hands of the heteropatriarchy and if that's not something you believe in if that's not something you recognize again that's an interesting conversation we should and could have right and so like it's kind of, it's roughly the same argument as like reverse racism yeah a little like yeah. not to totally compare like, no it's yeah. of course not like perfect yeah. but it's the same kind of thing where like we can't be heterophobic because society is set up for hetero people right like it's the same again not to make comparisons but like Shout out to Andrew Gerz on Disability After Dark. Like, him saying everything about, like, ableism culture. Like, culture is established in a certain way that just is ableist. So it's, like, the same thing as punching up. Like, we're punching up at systems of power, mm-hmm. right? In those three kind of examples we just gave. Um, so I guess that's the rhetoric. That's the explanation behind it. Uh, that's the faggotry behind it's it. It's the faggotry. And if you're irked by it, please send us an email. Oh, yeah, please shout out. Yeah. Um, Elliot loves when people yell at him. I do. Uh, if you could specifically angle the screams up my asshole so I can feel the <laughs> vibrations, that would be very beautiful and perfect. Um, that's a, uh, uh, great. Thank you for saying that, Elliot. I just wanted to, like, let's, I just, off, right now I had an idea about, like, okay. how, what's your sex life like? like? Oh. How are you doing these days with your sexuality? That's interesting. Like, I know I heard that you, as our listeners know I gifted you last year on your birthday with the famed double-ended dildo, yep. which we are set to use yep. together w- w- one of these times. One of these times. Um, but you were using it the other day. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And I really liked it. And uh, my sex life has been really good and fulfilling these days. My partner and I have slowed down on having threesomes. Timothy. Timothy, yeah, thank you. For no, for no real reason other than like we're really enjoying each other's company and not that we haven't always been but we've been exploring stuff that we haven't been doing in a while so like we're exploring some other kinks and um it's been really fucking 
good and awesome and i'm excited to get to talk about it as the show goes on cute um and also like i realized with the dildo i was home alone and i fucked myself with it and then i was like oh yeah i i can also pleasure myself in that way and i never think about that so that's been really nice for me it's been like you're your own best lover an awakening i want to ask you the same question yeah i want to answer it but before i do can i just say to our listeners right now uh, what this episode is going to be, if you can't already tell, is kind of a check-in and an orientation for the future show. And this is Tom and I's first time we've gotten to sit down and talk to each other on the show like this. So we're just so fucking excited and we're going to yeah. catch up. Um, I hate when you explain things. I wish we could just do it. I know, I know. But it's a podcast and people really like to have a little bit of a roadmap in the shows <laughs> That's that what an episode to. description is for, but yes. Listen, right. no one ever fucking reads those. Um, second thing before we continue, <laughs> and it's something I meant to say about the straight listeners and kind of straight culture, queer culture. Um, I've had some negative criticism from straight listeners that mm-hmm. they get turned off by our sexual explicit conversations. Yeah. And they also get turned off by, like you said, our harsh language. Um I just want to say valid criticism. You don't need to listen. We don't mean to put you off. But there is also a history to being sexually explicit in queer politics and being very in your face with things. Um, And we're honoring that. And we're also just fucking speaking our truth and trying to lift some stigma because let's all lighten the fuck up. Let's have a bit of fun. Let's talk about our lives, right? Yeah, that's rich of both you and I to say, but it's true. It's like lighten up. Let's bring some joy into season three. I'm excited to do that. Speaking of joy and the antithesis of it, Tom, what's your sex life been like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's okay. So I've I've recently realized that I have a lot of um, growing to do uh, with my own sexuality and my own body. And um, it, it... I'm I'm starting off on the path, and I'm excited to share that with you. If mm-hmm. you'll learn, but uh, if you'll if you'll learn, if you'll go with me on that, I'll journey. try and learn. Um, but I have uh, I have started dating recently, and um, it's it's all hard. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to be intimate with with someone still, and I don't know the reason for that. But we're sure gonna find out. Yep. Um. It has to do with my self-confidence, I'm sure. So, Which is kind of a recent development, potentially. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. this is maybe a new a new phase in your life. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I used to, like, throw my bussy around like it was my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was happy to do that. And I don't know. I guess maybe I've <laughs> gotten older or... Um, I, I, I can't... Do you know what? A lot of it has to do with body image. I hate to say that it does, but mm-hmm. it does. I used to get a lot of attention mm-hmm. that I no longer get at all. And it's weird to be invisible to a whole group of people that I you that used to be attracted to me. Right. Or used to give me attention at least. Right. And so I've internalized that. Um, and it is manifesting in weird like self hating ways um all that to say i think i can overcome that and the first thing to do is identifying it i'm so proud of you that's very exciting um and it also is part of obviously a wider discussion about fat phobia and body shaming and body image fat? in the community absolutely not but what <laughs> if i am because there's nothing wrong with being fat and it's amazing <laughs> um and also to say like i've seen you grow your own relationship grow in your own relationship to substances and to alcohol specifically. Yeah. Um, and while you and I still drink, I think that our relationship has been changing and I haven't seen you 
get as sloppy as you used to, which was also when you would throw that bussy around, right? Totally. So, like, in some ways, this is not entirely the most negative change. It's not, like, you're not loving it, but there is something to say about your own kind of, I guess, I don't know, you're in a liminal space right mm-hmm, now, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all very interesting. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Oh, speaking of stay mess. tuned, can you all please right now go rate, review, subscribe, find us wherever podcasts can be found, drop us a line. That's just like a little cute segue, a cute little... Jesse's giving me... Jesse, please focus on your sparkling wine right now. Just he demanded me. we give him sparkling wine for this for this recording, and it's a little obnoxious. Uh, he needed frozen berries in it also, and it needed to be in a <laughs> champagne flute. So Jesse's really taken his role and upped the game. He's really our patriarchy right now, for li- as always. For listeners that have never tuned into the show before, can we tell them who Jesse is? Can we tell them... I don't ever want to talk about Jesse. What the show is? So, I mean, if you have to, you have Let to. Let this be the last time we ever mention him. <laughs> but so, uh, we're Do You Queer What I Queer. Jesse is our I- infamous producer, um, who really is like a, like a patriarchal wizard of time, who... Yeah. Uh, tries to keep us on track, tries to wrangle us in. Um, I'm tired of it. Yeah, his actions by some have been described as queerphobic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure myself. Season three is about, is a rising up. It is. Him. We are going to uprise. Uh, these episodes are going to be six and a half hours long. <laughs> There's going to be no more editing. Uh, our production value is going to plummet. <laughs> and that's queer politics right there, folks. Speaking of like um, <laughs> doing time things terribly no wait what <laughs> speaking of time being queer we forgot to check in with a color Aww. on this season of all seasons i love this, this premiere this buffy like third season of all seasons so then what's your fucking color holy shit i don't even know okay. my color today uh i'm just gonna go with how i feel the most genuinely and i am like a an effervescent emerald green. Oh, um, I'm shimmering. Very I'm, like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Very Wizard of Oz. What's behind my curtain? You'll have to keep listening to find out. Well, I know what's behind that curtain. What is it? A stinky no faggot <laughs> pig. A stinky faggot asshole. It's true. That's that is like puckering and ready for demolishment. It's it's perfect. How did you know my curtain? Is just is my front yeah. right now. Your back beef curtain. But, oh. Your female curtain. No. <laughs> my female flaps that reveal a greater treasure. Um, but emerald green because I'm feeling amazing. I'm clearly so excited to be doing this. Uh, you like, look excited. Like you said, I it's been smack you a little. It's been a long year. It's been a long six months. And knowing that this moment was coming was one of the things that kept me going. Um, and Agreed. so just to sit down, uh, this really feels like a moment of of uh like nourishment for my soul so that's my emerald green but like with the stinky butthole behind it your female hole um, I love it. what's your color <laughs> um oh crap my color is like a um like a, a bright blue like a, a bright sky blue cute mm, i feel like i feel clarity and like Nothing's perfect in my life. Far from it. Everything's terrible. Okay. But I'm optimistic about the future. I'm optimistic about this project, and I'm optimistic about um, lots of other things that are happening in my life, That's personally, beautiful. professionally, and 
we're gonna keep pushing on through pussy pies because uh that's that's the only way to get through life like i i i was i used to be really good at wallowing you little really piglet. good at wallowing dirty little like pig. in the mud sh- you know shaking my tail yeah squealing squealing <laughs> rolling around like humping the fence and i am not gonna do like i i'm sort of i've i'm beyond that i love that let's keep going let's keep looking up let's try to be positive and compassionate when uh we don't always receive that and i want to read into that color too because like sky blue what we're really seeing is the fact that blue is the the main color being like reflected back or like scattered back in the sky so there are other colors that we just can't perceive so it's kind of like you're choosing you're choosing the best, but you're feeling it all. You know, it's like you're putting mm-hmm. your best foot forward. You're like opening up your sky. Wow, you lost me there, Dr. Uh, Ganache. But. <laughs> I feel like that's inappropriate to call me that, but listen. <laughs> Sorry. We'll see. All right, PhD PD. <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah, that's the whitest version of that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, yes to all that. On that note, again, for people that have just tuned in, like, hi. Hey. Hi and hello. What's up? And what Tom and I are hoping to bring through this project is it? Can we get into a conversation about this now? I I guess so. I don't know what you're going to have a conversation about. Is it too soon? Well, just just who are we? Like, what are we doing? What have people clicked play on? And like, what's going on? I just want to say, like, like what we're doing here is that we're we're a queer podcast that's out of Toronto. Um, We are a self-proclaimed comedy and politics podcast, and what we really want to do is kind of. provide another space because there are there are many spaces but provide another space to highlight queer voices and to highlight queer stories um and the majority of our content is going to be storytelling based and based on lived experience and tom and i really believe in kind of the political resonance within um just sharing just sharing our individual lives and i think that there's something and what i've learned through two seasons of this show is there's something really important in queerness about the particularity of everybody because everyone's mm-hmm. queerness is different everyone mm-hmm. approaches queerness differently and queerness is just really a messy concept to describe uh what isn't normative in our lives and yeah. a lot of us experience things that are queer we all have queer feelings whether or not we would identify as quote-unquote queer so what you can kind of expect from us is like an exploration of that through storytelling is that fair to say that's absolutely fair to say am i ruining the like the gumption with descriptions no it's just so funny and like we might as well have this conversation now and we will always have this conversation because of actually what makes us different which is perhaps our strength Mm -hmm. just like you like to theorize everything like even that you were theorizing what we do yeah and but you were talking about we learn uh through lived experience yes. through storytelling yes we learn lessons or we learn to open our minds yes. or this and that um instead of just talking about doing that yes we do it yeah we do it and then we also talk about doing it after <laughs> it's both and i mean that's something too that we should keep talking about is our differences hopefully can get highlighted more and more as we go because tom and i align in a lot of ways but we also are misaligned in a lot of ways and i think that's going to be something we're excited to highlight this season a little bit more do you think we'll get in our first fight i would absolutely love to but i don't think i'd walk away alive i'm just gonna say that right here and now <laughs> wait i want to know why you, why do you why do you think that i feel like you're you're one of those like sneaky fighters who have like 
You have like hidden throwing knives in your back pocket. You might have a th- flamethrower in your bussy. You oh have my like, god! I didn't mean a physical fight. No, no, I know. I'm speaking metaphorically. Oh, metaphorically. Yeah, you have like machine gun nipples. Like I would just get destroyed. I will say this, as, as, quote unquote outspoken as I am, and I think a lot of people think I am. I don't often fight with right. people. I of, I don't often get in arguments. Oh, I love them. Because I'm like a sneaky fucking Gemini, right? And so I'll try to, instead of instead of yelling at them, manipulate them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like, I've seen that happen in action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some might say I've been manipulated into doing this whole show with you. <laughs> Some or all? <laughs> Some and all. Um, That's great. I like that. That's a good way to set this up. Do you ever have arguments in your head with people though? Uh, um, mm-hmm. Or you just like no. so you're yes. just so non confrontational. Yes, of course I do. Of course I do. Um, but I usually find that if it's worth saying, I'm gonna say it, and if it's not, if it's just if it's my own shit, right? I have to keep it to myself, right? Like you don't do what and I do. And if there's injustice, I'll speak up, but I'll be like diplomatic about it, right? And that's where we that's where we differ in one yeah. aspect because I will. Because uh, you're a fucking hothead. Yeah, I'll say the thing first, and then later I'll be like, oh, there were six better ways to say that. Yes. I probably shouldn't have picked that way, and what was fueling me was my own anger. Well, that's the weirdest thing about the both of us, is that that we the way we behave is the opposite of how of what we just spoke of before. Yes. With theory versus living. Yeah, because I can do a thing and then theorize later instead of taking a moment and stepping back, which is what I'm working on. That's my own journey. Um I'm pretty sure there's some anger issues in my family. In fact, I'm positive there are. Um, so that's like that's something I've got to clock cute. and work on. So cute. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you that all of your family is here with us. This oh episode. my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna die. <laughs> Jesse, get them all microphones. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Jesse, take away all of those microphones for the love of God. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm obviously joking. Uh, we have a new question. Yes, this we do. Season. Yes, we do. Uh, it's two pronged. Yeah. Prong number one is what fostered queerness in your life? Asking so, Elliot, here. what do you think? Um, I think this is something I've answered in spits and spats, but quite honestly, clits and clots. little little tiny clits and little big clots. Um, for me, it's been education and exposure has fostered my queerness, and what I mean by that is when I was growing up, um, I was so lucky to have parents who never shied away from difficult conversations. Um, Even when they thought that it maybe would be best to leave something unsaid, they would always go ahead and explain it to me, whether or not they thought I could understand it. Um, So I was always treated like an adult. And because of that, I was exposed to things that children, quote unquote, shouldn't be exposed to. And so my queerness has really been, uh, I've been given kind of all of the tools to then decide what I wanted. So I was able to kind of figure myself out a little bit earlier because I was able to see where I fit in. And like, so one of my favorite stories is that I think I was 13, maybe 14 and I, or even younger, maybe 12. I came out when I was 15. So I was still like in the quote unquote closet. And my mom and stepdad took me to Key West in Florida, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's like one of the gayest places in the world. Um, And they did it on purpose. They did it to show me that it's okay to be gay and that it's okay to be queer. And so we fucking like drive there. We park the car and we start walking around the like red light district. And there are bars with 
no windows or doors and there's just like the gayest queer shit going on there's like people pole dancing there's drag queens everywhere like and they didn't say anything they didn't look at me and tell me hey this is okay they didn't even like bat an eye it was just an exciting outing for a family which to some people is so bizarre and maybe sounds like child endangerment (laughs) but you know that was one of those moments for me that was so fucking eye-opening and was so foundational to who I would later emerge to be I'm um, funny though we got lost and then a three-legged dog hobbled out from behind an alleyway and we heard gunshots and we had to run back to the car. <laughs> Jesse followed you there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it was, that was a very that was a very me experience. Um yeah, so that's that and then that's so you. You that's so Sudbury. It is very Sudbury, which is where I'm from. But I would say education and exposure and exposure fostered my queerness um and also curiosity because I had the internet from a young age and I was able to look up what I wanted to find out what I wanted um yeah, Tom, how about you? Cool. Great. Interesting first prong because mine is the exact opposite of that. What has fostered your queerness? My, what fostered my queerness was repression. Wow. Obedience. Wow. Not talking about feelings or... Were you raised in a dog school for German shepherds? Pretty fucking much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot always... What was it you said to me the other day? You always forget that I'm as waspy as I am. Yes. And it's true. I was... For anyone who doesn't know, that's a white Anglo-Saxon <clears throat> Protestant. Right, except that I was raised Catholic, so right. close enough. You're Wask. Wask. Um, but it's true. You know, I lived in um, what I didn't re- I, I didn't realize that all... Let me start again. My family and my life was always picture perfect. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, it didn't matter what anyone was going through, what anyone thought. We just had to look and behave a certain way um in school i went to catholic school obviously playing sports obviously going to church all these things um all my family who are all like you know perfect lot no one's ever had a divorce in my family and until recently seriously yeah wow yeah uh until until recently and um everything just like everything is happy and you just and you just Go on. It's like the essence, uh, the essence of white privilege, right? Right. Um, and so when I knew that I was queer from a very young age, I was scared. Mm-hmm. Like I was really scared because I'm a little bit older than Elliot, so I did not have the internet. Right. Nor did I have kind of any outlet. Like you know, in the '90s, there was nothing on TV. Mm-hmm. Like there was just nothing for me. I was like, uh oh, I'm really screwed. And I did learn that being gay was f- sinful. Right. In school and in church. And so when I did start finding my little, my little faggot fairies, you know, from a, from about 14 on and I would Mm -hmm. cling on to them. And so we sort of developed our own way of life and my way to, to fight back against repression and not speaking about things was speaking about everything a lot publicly. Right. Interesting. Because that was my way to fight back, but also jump ahead. Also, like, I have I had agency over what people thought of me because I was telling them what to think about me, right? Right. And so when I came out as gay, everyone was like, oh, my God. And I was like, no, and I'm gay, and, you know, my hair is this fucking stupid color, mm-hmm. and here's what I'm into, and... I don't know. I guess that's I guess that's a typical for a lot of I love that though and it's people. interesting the contrast between us because like what's confusing for people when I tell them my story and like what my parents like and when they meet my family um 
they kind of don't understand that it was still hard for me to come out and they don't understand that I still had a whole struggle with shame and I didn't understand still who I was and like you can set up a kid for so much and then you still have the out like external influences you still have the media and I didn't speak my truth like you did like repression almost gave you that crack through which to see what you didn't want to do and then to emulate the opposite absolutely and for me like this openness I'm so fucking lucky and I'm so happy that was my that was my childhood and my reality um but it didn't it wasn't a one-to-one relation in which I just like jumped out of the closet screaming or like even knew how to voice my own like personhood as a queer person you know like it's just very I don't know it's very interesting and it's not really what you'd expect I think Mm -hmm. because I would expect you to have swallowed that repression and repressed yourself mm-hmm. but it was the opposite no yeah no i didn't well i was also bullied a lot as a as a younger kid right until i realized that i could control that and in fact i could actually be the bully <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah like, no totally i was like oh wait i can actually make fun of myself much better than you can and i'm gonna do that louder than you so what you say actually is doesn't matter i'm so glad you said that because that i think is something that guides us and we don't talk about this often but you and i are so explicit and we tell our i tell this podcast and i tell you listeners things that like some people in my life don't know and this is tom and i's way of reclaiming that bit of agency and no you can't hurt us if we put it out there first and no you can't make fun of us and this is us like narrating first so that the world doesn't get to narrate for us um right like when we call each other faggots exactly which now brings me so much joy i love being a faggot yeah. and it used to make me hurt and yeah. cry and i would get hurled that like a knife and now it's my favorite thing ever yeah it's a badge of honor um so that being said i like if anyone out there's listening and if this hasn't been your reality at all like even just start writing things down in secret just put something out there that you get to curate about your own self and I think, you know, see if that starts to help because it might. All right. Second prong. Okay. Um, the question will be to guests after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, how do you hope or how do you now foster queerness in the people in your life? So, um, did I say that right? You're better at saying that. Yeah. Like, so this, yeah, the second prong is how will you or how do you foster queerness in others? Yeah. Um, for myself, I, I want everyone to have access to education and I want to be a source for education, which personally is one of the reasons why I embarked on this journey with this podcast and this project was to bring a space to deliver right into people's ears, uh, stories of queerness and, and butts and butts and fucking faggoty common <laughs> shit like that. And just, uh, just be another node in kind of a large network of education. Um, and also how I foster queerness in others is by learning more myself to then to then speak and disseminate and to be someone who can uh, kind of lead by example and stand up in debates and in conversations and kind of understand the nuance of why people might argue against queer rights. And to foster queerness in others, I think it's important that we... Uh, that we can engage in those conversations and in those debates. Um, so that kind of sounds like a cop-out because my second prong is the same to my first in that it's just educate others. I don't think it sounds like a cop-out. Um, basically, basically just provide space. Provide space for learning. That's what I would like to do. Cool. Uh, Tom, your second prong. How do you or how will you foster queerness in others? Yeah, it's... Um, my answer is roughly the same as yours. Um, now that I am in education and that I see students that could be in the same situation that I was in. 
I make sure that they can fucking tell me whatever they want. And they right. often do. Right. Much to my dismay. Uh, no, much to my happiness and dismay. Yes. Um, you become that space for people, right? Like That's right. So in all the programs I run, I, I make sure that you can do or say whatever you want, as long as it's respectful to yeah. everybody in the space. Thank you for saying that. Like, free speech does not equal hate speech. Yeah. And what we're saying here is not that we want to give a platform to anyone to say anything, because if it takes away the humanity of someone else, I'm sorry. Yeah. But absolutely not. Right. And um, and I have to say, like, all my all all this to say, all my struggles and even what I do now professionally, it's all seeming a little narcissistic Mm -hmm. and the one thing that I hope to do and do better and what I learned since doing this podcast Mm -hmm. which was advocating for your rights doesn't start and end at your rights yes thank you like we are whites I mean we always say this I'm just gonna fucking say it again we're white cis uh men men white uh, gay men and we have a lot of rights that a lot of a lot of our f- f- uh, queer peers don't. Yes, and so standing up for your rights is one thing, but that's easy. That's easier. Yeah, standing up for trans rights, standing yeah. up for Black Lives Matter, for you know missing and murdered Indigenous women. Yeah, Indigenous rights, especially in this climate, and fucking Ontario is going to fucking hell in a handbasket yeah. right now. And so um, it's standing up for those. It's standing for other people now that we like sort of have agency and a voice and yeah. you know platforms it's it's using those platforms properly and uh in a non-congratulatory manner don't you yes. dare don't you dare yes. tell tom and i what you do is amazing don't you dare say congratulations you're doing this that's no. absolutely not the purpose or the point the purpose is that human rights are human rights and we are in a very fucking scary time across the world uh there is there is a there's a frothing up of quote-unquote traditional values again uh christian extreme uh white supremacy um so it's really important i think to to lend voices against that and to recognize that that's happening uh in full force and to just to fucking advocate for human rights because there's a lot of people out there who who may not say it who may not profess it who may not be quote-unquote out in that sense but they want to take away the rights of of people mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess it's a little vague but that's vague no no what i said was what you said was good no i no i i i i, I get what you say i like what you say i think it all just comes down to the fact that it's it's only the heat's turning up it's only yeah. getting more important yeah um sure we have the show uh, go start your own show if you're listening. Uh, yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. go make an Instagram story. Go do whatever you can do in your world in your life to uh, to add to this. To add to this, we're gonna keep trying to better ourselves and finding new ways that we can be better advocates. Yes, better um, accomplices. Yes, um, and so we encourage obviously everyone to do that as well. Um, I really am happy you said that too because this is our first episode of our third season. I just kind of want to lay out a few more kind of like guidelines and and expectations. I hate your fucking guidelines, but go ahead. One of those things that I want to say is that this work never finishes that, um, the stuff that, and you always say this to me, Tom, the stuff that you and I are saying now will hopefully in five years, maybe in a year, not be the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and that means that, that what is, what should happen is happening because this should always be moving forward. Um, so we, we reserve the right to, 
to change our opinions. We, we reserve the right of all of our guests to, to grow in their opinions and to change um, because hopefully we do and hopefully we will. And what, what we're doing right now in this moment is speaking to the political and social climate that we're in. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and ideally that changes because what we're out looking for is social change. Right. Um, as queer folk in, individually. Right. And across the board. So that's another thing that I thought we should say. You're so smart, Elliot. I could just hear you talk all day. And I'm Write really, me a paper, daddy. I'm really musically talented. Do you want to hear me sing runs? Because I'm really great at it. Sing runs. Listen, I don't know. I didn't go to the theater school, Thomas. How dare thee. <coughs> um, We're being violent right now because we haven't given our listeners what they want, which is a goddamn update on our mascot, on our goddess. That's all they really want. On our absolute icon and controller and maybe overlord. The it's called plot tension. We've been dragging this out for a reason. Thank you. And thanks, Nanette, for really driving that home. <laughs> really? I don't know. Nanette was all about tension and relief, and I liked that. Um, so Pamela. Uh, Pamela. Pamela has a lot that she would like for us to share on her behalf. She is our stony porcelain podcast mascot. We love her to death. She is terrifying. Yeah, she's she's really scary. We revere her. Yeah. Um, we had a baby shower for her because she was pregnant. Yes. And obviously, in these this last six months, she has delivered, born, spawn. Yes. Um, and in front of us right now, we have Pamela and Pamela's child. Yeah, Pepper. We're so pleased that Pepper came into this world. Yeah. Um. Pepper, Pepper is, is um, a beauty. Yes. Where, where Pamela is... Ghastly, ugly, perhaps. Ghastly. Yeah. Pamela is um, a, a, a sparkling... Pepper, you mean? Oh, ooh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Pepper Oops. is sparkling. Yeah. 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 Pepper is like Tropicana sparkling to Pamela's uh, like Prosecco left in a gutter. Totally. Maybe, right? Yeah. Pamela's um, trench stench yes. is Pepper's, like, open cave of wondrous sparkle. There's a lilac meadow in Pepper's cave. Exactly. Um, and also, so Pepper, so Pamela's, uh, Pamela urged Tom and I to have a, a gender reveal for her. Which we she, hated. She's obsessed with the gender binary, and so we took that opportunity to subvert that yeah. and to drive home the message that hopefully in the future um, we'll, we'll bypass the binary because yeah. none of us need it. So if you want to refer to Pepper, which, I mean, you all should. Because, yeah, they they they're here. Yeah, and and Pepper observes all pronouns. Yeah. Um, Pepper observes he, she, they, them, z, uh, all of the gender neutral pronouns. Yeah. Um, which I'm gonna be honest, I don't know all of them, so that's something that I should learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Pepper's whatever. Pamela is she because Pamela, um, she sh- subscribes. Yeah, to she the subscribes. Yeah. And I mean, we're gonna get into this later, but I should also say it's okay if you want to subscribe to the gender binary, obviously, but please don't police it on anybody else because that is so 1950. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pepper, welcome to this world. Pepper, welcome to this podcast. Thanks, Pepper. Thanks for being here. You really like, I as I said before, like we we're gonna find more joy in season three, and I feel like Pepper really embodies that. Have we said that they are both porcelain cats? Because they are both porcelain cats. Pepper is a mini porcelain cat. Have Pamela. a look on our Instagram if you want more details. Yeah, please. Um, they love to dress up. They're very gender creative. Um, <laughs> they're very uh, fashion forward. Fashion forward. They're always on trend. They're very expressive, I think. Visually expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
we're just we feel very lucky to have pepper here and i think that pepper is going to give us the energy that pamela was sucking from us previously absolutely they're really here to to counterbalance each other so what you can expect kind of going forward is normally we would ask a guest to describe the aura and vibe of pamela um sometimes that's going to be pepper uh, because Pepper needs their time in the spotlight as well. Pepper needs their fucking time. Yeah, so just don't be don't shocked if there's a little switcheroo sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to... Uh, we have a new lightning round. Do you want to quote at each other? Yes, let's quote at each other. Elliot, are you ready? Can I do you first? Yeah, please. Are we going to flip-fuck this? Uh, let's flip-fuck, but once we go through all of them. Top me first. Elliot, uh, what's your pronoun? He, him. But I I don't love it, so that's all, that's all I'll say. It's oh. he, him. Okay. What's your favorite swear word? Cunt. What's your favorite body part? On myself or on others? Uh, in general. We wrote these questions. I don't even know. In general, <laughs> my favorite body part. Uh, I really like lips and I really like um, like lower torsos. Lower torso? It sounds like a serial killer. I just mean like the part that connects the genitals to like the belly button, like that region. Turn. Okay. I like that. Um, what's your favorite movie? Holy fuck. <laughs> One of my favorite movies is probably Princess Mononoke. Um, and, um, oh, this question's so stressful for me because I love so many of them. Um, Hereditary. Just list a bunch. Hereditary is. Definitely one of my favorites. Oh, The Exorcist, I think, is maybe my all-time favorite film. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Sorry. Ugh. All right. Uh, what's your favorite mythical creature? Ooh, probably. Um, I do love a chimera. Um, what's and that? A chimera is uh, a mixture of a number of animals. I'm pretty sure it's like a scorpion and like a lion or That's something. That's a manticore. Oh, fuck. Then what's a chimera? I don't know. A chimera is definitely a mix. Jesse, Jesse what's Google, a chimera? Google chimera. He's fucking pruning his orange For the love of God. Like, C- nice producing skills. C-H-I-M-E-R-A. Isn't that what escaped from the, the High Park Zoo? Oh no, God. that's a capybara. It's vague. It's multiple wow, animals. this is perfect for you. I've seen chimeras as, as what you described as a manticore. So mm. let's go with chimera. Okay. What's your favorite noise? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Who? My celebrity crush is... I really want Todrick Hall to destroy me. Um, hmm. So that's one of them. Um, quite possibly second to that would be... I'm stressed out. I'm really stressed out. It's okay. Take your time. Oh, she's sweating. Um, Jesse's tapping his watch, but I say... Celebrity what? crush. I have a really big crush on... Abby and Alana from Broad City. I want to be their best friends. Okay. Is that fine? Yeah, it's you your seem so disappointed in me. No, I'm not at all disappointed in you. Who's <laughs> your queer icon? My queer icon is um, Sylvia Rivera. Cool. And what do you wish you knew more about? I wish I knew a lot more about geography (laughs) and uh the history of um like population flow in the world like i wish i knew more about um the comings and goings and like histories of colonization throughout the world because i feel like that's very important to know uh what would your friend say is your best quality a do i have friends and b do i have one of those qualities um 
I'd say no and no. Okay, so then... But this is a question for you and not for me. My friends would probably say that my best quality is... Um, this is important that you're having trouble answering this question. Probably, I think probably people would say that I'm smart and that's my best quality. Is that what you'd say? I would say that my best quality is critical thinking. So maybe that's the same thing. Okay. What are you most grateful for? My friends and family. What do you hate about straight culture? I want to say everything. Um, what I hate about straight culture is the violent power and the violence that they enact through policing and on anybody who isn't part of straight culture. So it's it's violence. I hate its violence. And what's your queer superpower? My queer superpower is uh, bottoming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your biggest queer fear? Um, my biggest queer fear is the alt-right and ignorance and what is your queer mantra push on through pussy pie <laughs> i have to thank tom for that one <laughs> is that it are you done that's it okay thomas was that hard was it stressful it was stressful. how did you feel it was i felt really i already feel I, like you looked really it was, the, it was the most flustered i've seen you in a while yeah it was difficult um and like i already want to change my answer so that's well because it's upsetting. hard to say like the thing that's real the real thing and it but then what you should say like yeah that's fair i also drew i drew an utter blank for all of it so that's great tom what's your pronoun he him what's your favorite swear word it is also cunt what's your favorite body part ass always what's your favorite movie that is tricky mean girls aladdin Mm -hmm. those are the two that i always say amazing um I guess that's it. What's your favorite mythical creature? Phoenix. Faggot. <laughs> What's your favorite noise? Uh, I knew you were going to do that. Who's your celebrity crush? Um, Sean Mendez, Tom Holland, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, who else? I feel like there's so many. You have so many. Uh, yeah, those are the three that... Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So fucking hot. Who's your queer icon? Um, I'm going to say RuPaul. And I understand that that's a controversial one. And I, I'm going to say it anyway. Perfect. What do you wish you knew more about? Technology. Hmm. And um, the history of the world. Amazing. Uh, what would your friend say is your best quality? Um, I would... I wonder about that, and I think maybe they would say my um, my sense of humor and my honesty and where those intersect. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd also say that um, your your ability to be friendly, like your ability to have friends, because it's a huge ability for you. Mm. Um, what are you most grateful for? My friends, my family, my health. What do you hate about straight culture? Um, I really, really hate the binary. I'm always around it. And so I I don't... Oh, there's a party in your hallway. <laughs> I, I'm fine if you're a group of women who like art shows and book clubs. And I'm fine if you're a group of men who likes their man cave and... 
your sports pools, but I just hate that so much. And I hate bridal shows and showers and and showers what's a bridal show where you go and you like learn about weddings and oh i didn't know that was a thing and i'm getting nauseous and gender reveal parties i especially hate and just anything that is so normative that always makes queer people feel fucking left out of and angry about because i'm someone who really does walk that line like i i do embody um, masculine and feminine energy, mm-hmm. and and I do I do both and all, and and what do those words really mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do all those things. Yeah, and I want I, I I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense, and I just can we for one second go on that topic because I think that might make a lot of our listeners um uncomfortable or upset. But I think the thing to note is that the binary is upsetting because there is no room for anything outside of it in that. So those activities, those gendered activities that you noted, the issue with them is not that they exist. The issue is that they do not allow space for anything outside of it. Like you said, the normativity, like they are constructed in such a way that they're self-policing and they're like Mm -hmm. auto-enforcing and it's, it it just has a really messy history. Mm -hmm. So it'd be different if those things existed, but were welcoming and open and, and invited discussion around it and that's not the way it is part of the reason i love board games and like going out drinking (laughs) like Mm -hmm. part of the reason i love the activities that i love is because there's just no there's no gender associated with it i guess right amazing except for like always drink i always play you know because i'm a fucking hockey player too so it's like it's refreshing to not have to live in those strict worlds that i've always lived in amazing what's your queer superpower oh god uh, my queer superpower is that I'm a fucking chameleon. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said before, fucking, I can get along with a shit stain on the curb. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you are the shit stain on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much a chameleon you are. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, what's your biggest queer fear? My biggest queer fear is that I'm just too stupid. Hmm. Is that I'm just not informed enough. I don't think you need to worry, but I I, I hear you. Mm. What is your queer mantra? I'd say disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. And I would add on, have compassion. Yeah. I'd also like to add, um, observe, listen, and then speak. Yeah. Um, and also, for another queer mantra, it would be, take a second and think about somebody else's life because <laughs> a lot of people don't do that yeah it's very interesting yeah yeah what were you gonna say say it. Uh, it's not important say it it is important you don't know what you don't know what's going on in other people's lives or other people's brains and i'm so quick to you know call people out on their ship i don't we don't know what people are going through well thomas oh my god that was amazing it feels so good to be back oh saison trois saison three we like to end so I that was really upsetting um our last final gimmick is that sometimes these conversations about queerness and politics can get a little bit messy and sad uh like we said the world's not great these days or ever question mark so we like to end on a high note and the what that high note that we're looking for is is for ourselves and our guests to say something amazing that happened to them or something that was uplifting so um I want to ask you the way we're going to phrase it is what's your double rainbow confusing because we're not looking for two answers <laughs> we just love the phenomena when there's two the rainbows rainbow. because it's super fucking queer 
<laughs> so, Tom, what's your double rainbow? So our question for the season is a double, but our double rainbow is actually only a single, and that is queer. Yes, that's <laughs> that on that, folks. <laughs> um, my double rainbow is, I found this is a theme in my life recently, and it's coming out in clits and clots and spits and spats here, but... I had a, a, a gathering with some of my friends last night, and everyone is going through heart-wrenchingly difficult times. Really ugly, ugly, dark, black times. And I was a fucking clown. And, like, we all just, like, uh, th- no one had any good news. Like, no one had any good news. And so we just started laughing at everything that was so shitty. And I... You know, I grabbed on, <laughs> grabbed on the bullhorns, and I rode that fucking bull pussy into the night. That's amazing. Of like tears and laughter because it's just it really is the best medicine. I know things are terrible, and if you can bring yourself to laugh, you're you're gonna feel better. I'm obsessed. I'm and obsessed that's, with that. I, I just need to always remember that I can laugh at anything, and I should. Can I do something that's very my flavor? And I swear I'm not attacking you at all in this. Oh, God. Here we go. This is so me to do Jessie? this. Um, it's just, this is something that I've been actually, like, grappling with. Because people use the word black. Like, you said black times. And I know that you caught it when you said that. People use that word to connote negativity or denote negativity. And something I heard that's really interesting is that there is this... Um, can't give receipts on this. It was in a lecture I heard, and I totally forgot the specificity of it. But... Um, there's this researcher who was going around to mostly um, like black schools and teaching students about dark matter. When students found out that dark matter, like specifically dark matter, uh, composed most of the matter in the universe, um, it was really enlightening because finally there was something with dark in it that was positive. And it like it really changed the paradigm for a lot of people. And I think it might be something that we can just pay attention to as like, the kind of language we use to describe negative and positive because mm-hmm. thanks Christianity that white light is great and that dark yeah. things are evil yeah and I know that's not what you meant and like it gets tricky because humans are afraid of the nighttime and that's dark and a lot of that's what we mean and like dark times mean it's not illuminated um you're coming for lightness and darkness I'm getting it yeah but I, I don't even really mean to it's just like it's just something that I don't know we should clock that was so irritating to me I'm cool. so Sorry, Tom. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think it's your job to say that. And then it's now my job to be like, but shut up. I'm just talking about lightness and darkness as metaphors. Yep, that's fair. Um, Very, very fair. My double rainbow would be uh, my fucking aunt is so amazing. And I went to her house this past weekend. And she just like, she's one of those people who... Um, when you get there it's a big sigh of relief and you can let your shoulders fall and it's one of those family members that I hope we all have and I know we all don't but where you can entirely be yourself around them and she's so wonderful and her house is just like the place where we drink coffee and we talk about our lives and there's no judgment and we play board games and just like totally take a break from the real world in that sense Um, and she's so compassionate and kind and it just makes me really uh feel really lucky to have someone like that in my life and she's someone who I've cultivated a relationship with with Timothy my partner later in life as adults and it's nice to have family that I want to be around so that's my double rainbow this week 
That's very nice. This is the aunt I know, right? Yes. Oh, yes. God, what a dear. Yeah, shout out to Aunt dear. Ellen. God, your family is so fucking different from my family. We love you, I know. <laughs> I know. I want to get to know your family more, though. I'm excited, too. <laughs> don't give me get those... Get your fucking suit of armor on. Don't give me those eyes. <laughs> um, okay, so this has been That's our it. little intro. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. Thank you. Uh, we have some news. Uh, stay tuned for episode two. Yep. To hear about... Uh, merchandise our, our website and, and our website <laughs> god damn it <laughs> website merchandise patreon it's all coming to you it's all coming in hot yeah hot and right off the it's it's gonna be my oh dear sweet god um stay tuned rate review subscribe drop us a line do you queer at gmail.com and um thanks for listening thank you so much we're so excited that we're back for Saison 3. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?